I believe I'm speaking to the family. We may have a few others tuned in and I greet anyone that may be tuned in. But I, I'm just going to make this disclaimer. I'm really now just talking to the family. Um, meaning that I'm going to take my time. I'm going to address issues um, because we have to become something. And we must have a standard clearly before us so that we can measure if we are growing. So once again, I do say, if this does cut off, apologies. Um, and the word will be recorded and ready for you straight after. We're saying that this probably won't be included in the word, um, or this word actually, so you can keep it there. I didn't give you this scripture. I want the scripture. Well, maybe you help me, Pastor Indidi. Um, there was a scripture you touched on yesterday. I think it's the last one, talking about taking heed to yourself along the lines. Um, take it how you want to take it. Um, the world is very tough. And let me say this here. The Christian faith is not an escape from a tough world. Yeah? Realizing that it's, it's simply what it is. Either you make it, either you survive, or you become plunder of war. It's just the way it is because the scripture says it clearly in the New Testament that the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence. Yeah, and it's only the violent, a type of people that can take hold of that kingdom, that can gain entry. So, you know, I was just saying to someone that I don't think they have the capacity to evolve. I don't. And I want you to hear me because now someone will then go and say, and they'll read into their own thing saying, oh, Pastor Obi is not encouraging. Uh, so let's just keep it with the words because the problem is it's either we choose to be raised as fierce leaders or weaklings. And let me tell you something about fierce leaders. They are conditioned by difficulties. Tough times conditions them. So I can say something, yeah, no, let me not even say that. Um, have you got the scripture for me? Yes, sir. What, what is it? First Timothy chapter 4, verse 16. Go on. Take heed to yourself. Look at what scripture says. So before you go running around taking heed to men, taking heed to other things, yeah, the scripture confirms to us, says, states clearly, take heed to yourself. You know, I've looked at because this year, the conversation with Pastor Toby started on the soul, if you remember. Yeah? Being the measurable part, let me just call it. I think that we have failed ourselves, especially the black community, especially the religious community. We have failed to create an accountable order for ourselves. So if you have the emotions that come out of music, let's say we're worshiping and emotions come, you can feel like God has moved, but there's no accountability to it. You can also say because you've been here for long and sentimentally there's a good relationship, you think you're growing. 
but there's no accountable system you have. There is no standard that you are really waking up in the morning measuring yourself against. So do you know what happens? It can be two, three years on after we first got our media equipment and we could still be struggling as if we just got it. You're not evolving. You're becoming a man routined, a woman routined with giving excuses. Now the problem is, how else do we measure how far you can go in life? Would it not be your service? So it's with this scripture that God or Paul caused Timothy to account. He says, you must take heed to yourself. Maybe your life and everything about your life is not permitting you to take on other things because you have not learned how to take heed to yourself yet. Maybe the reason why finances are not coming in the way that you hope for, the feeling, the need for finances, you feel it. But it's not coming because you are not able to take on or deal with the little that's in front of you. And usually the reason why you're not able to deal with the little in front of you is simple. You're not even paying attention to it. The scripture says here, take heed to yourself. And then weigh it up to the doctrine. Please read. Take heed to yourself. Yeah. And to the doctrine. Go on. Continue in them. So it's not the taking heed of yourself yesterday. Today, again, I have to take heed to myself. Pastor Obi, why do you react the way you do? What's the intention of the words you utter? You're taking heed to yourself. Why? Because everything about me has a lot more than me to deal with. I'm meaning that it's more about, it's more than me. Look at what the latter part of that same verse says. For in doing this, you will save both yourself and those who hear you. For in doing this, not only do you save yourself, there are people who are set up to hear you. There are people who are meant to look closely to your life. And in the ability to constantly check yourself. Look, I will not accept. Let me tell you this clearly. I don't like people. Let me say it as clear as this. I don't like people who give excuses. I don't like um, when called to account, you're saying, I don't know why this is happening. If on your first goal, you say that, it's understandable because you're new to this. If three years on, you're still saying, I don't know. If, what time, Esther, do you guys start um, preparing? If three hours before you're setting up and when it's time to go live, you come with excuses. Please, does it sound like I'm being harsh or am I being real? I said to you last week that you see truth, it's cruel. It's hard to take. We're not taught to accept truth. We lie to ourselves. And we're happy with people lying to us also. Because it makes us feel good. Isn't that why we have the straightest of faces when the word comes? Because we're lying to ourselves. Isn't that why we rush past the word? Because we're lying to ourselves. Truth, however, is the only thing that Christ said will bring us to freedom. Will set us free from the man 
the side of us, the type of us that causes continuous failure. So I'm not sure if I even wanted to include this in the actual word, but word is word, and I just need you to see this. You better be careful what you're trying to give your time to. You have to take heed to yourself because unfortunately, you see, it's out of love I say these things because do you know what I see? Yeah. When I look at that Evolve um, Evolution video and PT has been saying it recently, you see this work, it's relentless. Like you see this work, it's, it's aggressive. It doesn't know sentiment. It doesn't know enough. It doesn't know um, um, anything outside of mission. What do I mean by that? Like PT has said, in the phases or in the dimensions of rallies, faces change. If your face will change, it's based on you. Our performance is key. With where PT is going, listen to me, please think about this. With where PT is going, are you not thinking that it's possible that people of greater knowledge, resources... Um, exposure are drawing in now I want you to think as PT levels up the level of the relationships are also changing now you see people can think and this is the this is what is um, I would say deceives us we can sit here thinking that the seat is forever prepared it's already it's forever for us if you're not diligent about your post someone after can come have we not seen that is that not the setup of the well family that we came after some and if i can say this we're before some so you have to take heed to yourself i have to know that as a poor is growing as an ib is growing as a tumache is growing i must be able to tangibly clearly see my growth because this work doesn't know sentiment. Let me leave that. You take that how you want to take that. Let's start the word tonight. The scripture I asked you to read. So tonight things have changed a bit. So I'm just going to make this as if I'm not talking to anyone. I'm not going to rush in time. I'm going to touch on a number of things. I hope you take notes. I hope you don't see this as an outburst. I hope you would acknowledge the fact that the scripture has come before you and you're not, you're not, um, none of us are stupid. We're clear. We're well taught by PT. So scripture is clear. Let's look at this scripture as we begin the word tonight. Go for it. Second Corinthians chapter three, verse 18. And we all who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory. Glory, can you help me with the word contemplate? And we all, who with unveiled faces, contemplate the Lord's glory, uh -huh. are being transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory. You know, I've said this to you before. And this scripture actually shows how somebody evolves. Have you got the definition of contemplate? I hope you'll find the right one, but go on, read. Look thoughtfully for a long time at. look thoughtfully for a long time at something 
So we who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory. What's the Lord's glory? Uh, going ahead of myself, it's his visible expression. I'm going ahead of myself. It's his visible expression. No. So I want to say this even more simpler. A PT is the Lord's glory. The nation family, it's the Lord's glory. Now we with unveiled faces, meaning there are no distractions. Our perspective is clear. There are no hindrances. We all who with unveiled faces contemplate, we look at PT closely. We look at the words he's speaking closely. Why are our Tuesdays the way they are at this point? They are still the breaking down of what PT has been sharing with us. We do not consider time unless there are some times that we come here and we're saying this is an open word for everyone. But you see for us, it's important, it's important, it's imperative that we stay looking at the word long enough so that Anikisha can get it. If not, everything going on now is pretense. And to whoever is amongst the company of those who are contemplating something without veiled faces, they are just being trained by you. Did you hear what I just said? There are people that you can have around you who are not in the company of those who are focused, who have an undivided attention, who are looking without distractions. They're looking at this word. They're looking at their leader. They're contemplating this glory. And because of that, they are transforming. They are not even trying to be. It's them being lost in looking, observing, imitation that they are becoming. You see those people, if perhaps in their house, they have someone that is not looking that is just glancing you remember i've taught this before the man in the mirror they are just glancing rather than gazing rather than contemplating then you are just someone that the person gazing the person contemplating is being trained by so we have to be careful why did i actually ask for this scripture you know we have got so used to the church service which is our covenant nights that if maybe it's Marion's voice I hear she says oh we're about to go live you're used to it I'm just being honest with you I'm speaking to the family because I speak from a perspective of where having heard PT the kind of tribe this is to look like I have to speak in that standard so forgive me if it sounds tough but you know, I'm looking at when it comes to worship and I'm looking at some people and I'm looking, some people, they're gone. Their mind is gone. I'm thinking they will not hear this word because you see this practice. It's not Pastor Obi's idea. It's the imitation of what we've seen. We watch a Pastor Toby. You remember years when we used to hear from PT that worship is a download it's where you can bring your thoughts to a place that is your mind to a place where it's quiet so that you can truly hear what it is that god is saying 
if not do you know what happens you would then attempt to receive the word with the flesh so whilst your mind is dealing with things that you have not mastered you'll be hearing the word so when pastor obi or any of the leaders come with correction you're receiving something that makes you think that you failed in life when it's actually correction so you know the first worship the second worship song i'm just looking at they're not hearing what's being said here that worship is because of what we've heard on sunday it's speaking that same scriptures but you see people dazed and i'm thinking this work doesn't know i almost want to say this worker is not loyal i almost want to say it it doesn't care it can take what you offer today but it's very concerned with where it's going if you will still be there it's left to your decision guys we have to grow up we have to understand the responsibility that is in our hands if not you are i I actually was going through i was sending it to one of the chats i was going through some of our old periscopes and i came across something that i said if not you are just going to allow time to reveal you as the modern version of your parent not as a new creation I was speaking with the House of Influence yesterday and they're the first people that I told what I've meant about this whole level playing field. You know, I've been talking about a level playing field and we're going to see a season where people emerges. And I said to them that, look, you see that thing that I'm talking about? It's because in my own heart, I think a time is coming for this family that we will call Harvest the problem is if we don't know if we don't have the scriptures dictating our thoughts you know i actually said to remy yesterday because she followed me to the meeting i told her as i am right now i don't know maybe you're you're amazing people amazing minds but i don't have the capacity to think outside of the word you try to call me into a meeting that demands for me to think. I'm not going to say anything until there's word flowing in my mind. Then I will know what to say. So until, so until you are, your thoughts are dictated by the word, you're not ready for the world. You're not ready for it. Because you're not going to go into the world having a book. Some of the things that you have to make a decision on, some of the things you have to do are going to have to be from a place of having an oracle speaking from within you. It's going to have to be, you will turn to the left or right. You will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. So what is all of this? The training so that you can know that voice too. So I was saying about the level playing field. The problem is, if we don't look to the scripture, what harvest is, we think it's just the day that uh, all the money that I've been sowing, all of a sudden I'm going to have some, uh, maybe 10 times return no harvest is the revelation of separation who is who are gods and who are not so when i'm talking about a level playing field you see right now we're friends you're mingling you're doing all of these things i'm just praying that you don't get distracted you don't allow our jokes to make anything serious before your time i'm just hoping 
I said to them, the reason why I can advise you on this is because you think that a pastor comes and speaks from the place of being right all the time. I have been saying for years that I'm still a pastor in training. But what makes me a leader to you is that I have much to teach you on. So when I'm talking about harvest and not being left behind, it's from a place of having experienced it, not theory. See, the problem with that is that other people can be applauding you. They don't know what your heart bears witness to, what your conscience is telling you, that you know you should have grown more than this. But there was this, this and that. Now that's not, oh, you've missed it. I said to them, it will take a great deal of humility and the sense of a serious call of your life to maneuver yourself out of a place that is lower than where you ought to be. You know the kind of life you are living. You're never going to allow your circumstances to call what is wrong less than wrong. You're just going to say, this is where I am and I'm going to evolve past it. So harvest is before us, guys. This is the reason why our words have been coming in this manner. Where there are lots of thoughts that you are meant to take back and think upon. Forget Pastor Obi here. I've been telling people this. You have to look to what drives us, not the face. There is a word trying to make a leader out of a seeming nobody. If you remain as a nobody, it's because you refuse to take the word. So, I want you to think about this. We have to have an undivided attention. We have to keep, yes, it's long. Yes, it's often, time after time, we're just under the word. Why? We're being transformed. Like PT was saying to us on Sunday, what happened is that we just kept praying. At the time, we kept fasting. There were words after words. I was listening to the men's meeting from the other day. Yes, Apostle Obi or the leaders can practically almost speak every single day. Now, it's not because we have a library of words. It's because there's something impressed in our hearts. But more so, there is a work that God is trying to do with this people. That's the reason for the urgency of the word that comes. What we do with that is allow it to shape us into the ideal man. The one that God intended so I want us tonight to revisit these things like I was saying to you last week. When you hear a pastor Toby speak, it's becoming, it's becoming, it's progressively revealed that PT is an authority in this world. Some of us saw this before the physical attributes confirmed it. There was something we heard a PT back in 2015 that made us run into the nation run as if the world was about to end we ran into the nation having heard the word there was no lv then there were no rolls royces who would have conceived a wealth family or a life family all it was was that pt was speaking and our hearts bore witness our spirits bore witness that this is the new world and we took hold of it now 
now so from then we knew it was times then that i was saying to some people that pt is a prince of god you know it sounds so spiritual but i can only articulate it in the few words i have in my knowledge but my spirit bears witness that this is an authority you see what happens after that now the world is starting to catch up even us we're having we're even to us signs are being given that he is and it's with that knowledge i then say to you that we cannot then think that the things that pt is saying is just him waking up on a sunday morning thinking hmm, what am i going to say to them it cannot be there are days that pt come with words that you know you need to be attentive from the beginning there are days that pt can start the word with saying i'm not going to spend long because i'm hungry yes we can laugh but i'm not even going to be deceived because i know now with signs back in it that all these words being spoken is from a, a place of called eternity it's shaping a people over the years we have seen nobodies like gang members become multi-millionaires to tell us that it can do the same with you it can do the same with me so for me when i'm hearing a pastor toby when the other day he's gone and he's given us the word from do you remember the word from um, god of all days hebrews 13 7 that we should pay attention to our leaders remember the leaders who spoke the word of god to us i'm thinking surely my logical mind can say peter can deliver something way deeper but that's the instruction I think people, I think the word intentionally trips some people. I think the word don't open up to people who are not open to, to him. So it trips people. Then PT is talking about things like last week, we started to tackle things. We started to tackle leadership. We started to tackle things that you are God's. And last week I started to say to you that we cannot belittle what he's saying. It's not purely an encouragement. It's if we understand who we are, we'll be powerful. Now I want you to think about the things PT was sharing again this weekend. From Thursday through to today. The words that PT has been sharing, why did I say through to today? Because the only words we're sharing are the words we've heard out of the word PT has spoken. So he's still speaking. We need to contemplate. We need to pay attention. We cannot assume. I taught you, again, taking time tonight, so I hope you've got time for me. I taught you that the guarantee behind Abraham's success the guarantee that Abraham was going to be a great nation was solely the fact that the gospel was with him. I then went to tell you about Caleb. That Caleb said, as my strength was 40 years ago, so it is now. And I showed you from scripture, what was the only strength we saw around Caleb when he was 40 or so? Whatever Moses said to him, he was able to keep it in his heart. Whatever he saw in Canaan was not going to then disqualify or discredit what Moses had said to him. And I said to you that now we travel 40 years on and he says, I can still boast of a strength. What is it? His ability to still recall what Moses had said. 
Moses had long gone, but his words were still burning alive in him. That was the source, the secret to his strength. That's what we must start to manufacture in our lives because it starts off with us trying until the spirit intercedes or intervenes. We have to be a bit more intentional with the word. Let me tell you something. The one who believes does not make haste. I have no doubt that we're going to be powerful. So I'm not rushing into it. Rather, I want to make sure I've got the word. Why? Because these words, are you listening to me tonight? These words are capacity building. We're being built into a monster that we cannot even fathom. It's building us. So we're not rushing to go out into the world. We know that times cannot miss us because right now we're mingling with eternity. So we cannot miss time. We are time. Are you hearing me? we are so there's a reason why we have to sit down and listen to the word you have to have you have to master the art of forgetting everything that happened to you before now and reshaping yourself with the word if not you become a casualty of this war you become someone that we spoke of yesterday but it's no longer in the same conversation today you do know that's not my prayer for anybody you do know that's why I'm, I will be happy to not be friends with many in order to make sure you and I get it right. Because I know from the day I walked into the nation, from the day I heard the message of God, I just know, I don't know why, but I know that there's a responsibility of tomorrow bestowed on me and you. So we have to look into these words. I find it interesting that yet again, PT is coming. You know, maybe I'll start actually with the Matthew 16 that I touched on when we spoke the soul of a nation. I'm still coming to creation. I'm still coming to, to be more precise. I'm still coming to pause conversation. What led him to say, if anyone be in Christ, he is a new creation. Why that is vital is because Paul is not better than you. He was a messenger of his time that took responsibility. The moment we take responsibility, we are co-laborers. What we are amazed with what he did in that time, he will be amazed with what you're doing in this time. So we have to think what brought about that that conversation but i want us to see how can how this conversation are not random talks or these word sessions today yesterday with a live family sunday with pt all these different words they're not random conversations they are actually one it's going to be your due diligence to see how they all connect so i want us to look again into the talk the conversation of Christ between Christ and his disciples. I think it's Matthew 16, if I'm correct. Yes, Go there, please. Verse 13. Yeah. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who do people say the Son of Man is? Do you remember this? I said to you that Christ got to a place with his disciples. There was a realm that he got to where a conversation must be had. Christ needed to size up the men that was with him. And how does he size up the men with him? Their revelation. 
their conviction told you that's why i said i don't understand why people will come with excuses i've taught it and i've shown it and the leaders have shown it have we not all got issues are we not all set against odds are we not all i can come with the excuses that no one knows the struggle of speaking more than me because it's my problem just like the problem that apostle solomon may have no one knows it more than him but with those odds there are certain tasks given to us certain targets that we're just saying whether we like it or not because we deem this as god's instruction we have to do it no i have to believe that in the delivery of the word the spirit the power to carry it out is in that word so if i'm sure of that power i just know that i didn't really take in that word so we've got to a realm where a conversation must be had and christ begins to probe his disciples probing them asking them trying to see what people think of him and what the disciples think of him he says to them who the people say that i am look at what he goes on to say they replied some say john the baptist others say elijah some say john the baptist others says elijah yeah and still others jeremiah or one of the prophets or some even say jeremiah or one of the prophets and i said to you amazingly the people what the disciples made known to christ was that the people the crowd that believed in christ up to a certain level they were divided in their opinions about him i'm coming somewhere please hear me they were divided in their opinions about him they just classed him they categorized christ as being the return of a prophet or the res or the resurrected prophet imagine El do you ever think elijah was uh, not elijah sorry john the baptist was living at the same time as christ and people were so sure that he was john the baptist it sounds foolish right what i'm trying to say is that everything outside of revelation is still stupid doesn't have the capacity to make you somebody they saw him in other words like i said either the return of a prophet or the resurrected prophet simply actually saying that he's something we have seen before he is of an old dimension but we saw with the continuing of this conversation we saw that christ was not actually looking to what the people had to say there is something he wanted to give his disciples and i said to you last week he wanted to give them access he wanted to give them access where what they say happens where what they say is in sync with heaven so i was listening to pastor indy yesterday so simply a leader don't have to be right he just needs to be born of god then things happen because whatever he's saying transcends two realms is both earthly and heavenly without that sounding mad spiritual do you understand what i'm saying meaning that in the case where logic tells you this has never been it has to now be because this man is beyond this realm so look at what he says go on but what about you he asked who do you say i am so actually i'm looking at what 
COD's revelation has got to. What are we saying now? What is it that we're saying? But you see the problem is, why would you not have the proper revelation? Again, your mind is spread across many things. I was saying to you last week that in order to get a revelation, I think I used Pastor Enrique as an example, in order for him to prosper, create a tribe that prospers, if I then ask, can you lead the treasury? He cannot put the treasury in the order of what he has known. He has to mingle with it for long. He needs to have many meetings. He has to be forced to pray. He has to um, stretch his mind. He has to rely on the words to know what to do with treasury. Then the conversation of heaven will come to him. And in that conversation and the ability to articulate that actually you're having a conversation will then be the labeling of you being blessed, empowered to prosper. So he says, but what about you? He asks, what do, who do you say I am? Go on. Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah. So what I was saying, because I want people to hear this. It, you've seen me. I've preached on it. That I'm not going to go to PT. With all respect, I respect PT so much that I don't need PT to instruct me. Did you hear what I just said? So... I don't even go to Pastor Sam with an excuse. If we've been set a target, I don't go with an excuse. I'm not happy with it. Whether, the, whether we have it or not, we're going to have to do whatever we can out of the respect I have for the man that God has given me called Pastor Toby. So how is it that you're now into the routine of saying, oh, we don't know what's going on? You're not following you're in close proximity, but you're not following. Because actually what is of greater value is never the body. It's the internal values. The things not seen. Meaning the thing I'm actually asking you to follow more so are these words. Not Pastor Obi's frame. That's what we're asking for. So when you see people just carrying out something, I'm just thinking, oh, so they're here, but they're not following. Distracted, just chasing. Every, every season, they're chasing somebody new. Every season. Every season, there's something else. They don't know how to take heed to themselves. But I, I'll leave that to them, to them. Simon Peter answered, what did he say? You are the Messiah. What did I say to you? Most people... They, the nation expected the conquering warrior or political leader. Yeah? Now that must be, because of what we see in the nation, we know that must be, but that cannot be before a revelation. What mobilizes a people to go in a certain way is the conviction they now have. Got to a place where I'm convicted about finances. I am. I'm convicted about this work. I know a day will come where the responsibility becomes even more on us. So every moment I'm trying to digest what is being said so that we can actually be an authority there. Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. So he recognized the divine before him. Go on. Jesus replied, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah. Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah. This is where I want to start tonight. I want to start with the power.
power of revelation that's not the title but i want you to hear this revelation is what started everything jesus replied and look at the choice of words here he said blessed are you simon son of jonah this is just us reminding ourselves of what we said last week simon son of jonah before now christ hardly referred to him against his father but he says simon son of jonah then goes on to say for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood this is not revealed to you by flesh and blood but by who my father in heaven this actually was christ telling peter there's been a confirmation of your conversion you were of one family before but you see that family the jonah family you see that family the brixton family you see that family of the because you can you know there are many people depressed so the moment you enter depression you join another family it's called the depressed family that's their surname it says that these places that you came from in other words does not have the capacity to show you who i am but actually a conversation has now started with you peter and this is what i want to actually show us i want us to revisit this as we get into the scripture because now i understand why it just so happens that many of the new testament prayers that our father has led us to be praying the one that he has said no this is acceptable this is someone that has rightly divided the word so he's able to say no this is acceptable this is what you need have you not realized that most of those prayers are not the death of your enemies the prayers are mainly around they revolve around wisdom being enlightened knowledge and revelation they're around that because if a person gets this they prosper if they understand this they prosper they become strong they have the capacity to carry out what it is that god is doing so imagine the conversation that at this point christ does not say peter you are blessed because you're good at property he does not say oh you're blessed because you're good at fishing simply you're blessed not because you're right or wrong but because there's a conversation you're you're involved in now because of a conversation that's what changed our story and i've said this to you before a conversation that we now joined in when we joined the nation it was a conversation that we were privy we were we were privileged to be accepted into included in so actually everything outside of you if money grows in your life if you now have access to certain kinds of people it's not based on your talent it's not based on on um your iq level actually it's based on the level of revelation you're having the conversation carry on reading this for me so that i can take us to the second corinthians oh is there something you want to read go for it verse 17 in the message version yeah jesus came back god bless you simon son of jonah you didn't get that answer out of books or from teachers. My Father in heaven, God himself, let you in on this secret of who I really am. Do you see that? God, so now you've encountered the Father of all. Now you're hearing his voice. 
You can't, not that you tried, you can't even get this answer. You can't understand the nation family and where it's going from books. You're going to have to be around God's best kept secret long enough. Do you know that the finances reserved for the people of God is currently a secret? Do you know that the Bible says that the wealth of nations will come? Do you know it also says that it's being stockpiled for a certain person? But you see, we're looking around, where is it? It's revealed to the person that God chooses to reveal to. But there are certain factors to it. They are part of what God wants to do. So I, I want to remind you, I want to repeat this. No wonder that the New Testament prayers revolves around wisdom. You will almost feel like it, wisdom, revelation, knowledge. You will almost think like that's not even a prayer. Where we're growing up from, there has to be, it has to be loud. It has to be boisterous. It has to be the crashing of something to feel powerful. But if you don't have revelation, you are weak. You're not included in something. You didn't get that answer out of books or from teachers. My father in heaven, God himself, let you in on this secret of who I really am. Why is that the case? Peter was not yet a good person or a bad person. There's not enough resources for us to make that conclusion over his life. It was simply that he was able to, he was able to serve something that God had esteemed or someone back to where you are is there something you want to read go on Ephesians 1 verse 17 in the Amplified go on I always pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ the Father of glory may grant you a spirit of wisdom and of revelation do you see that Paul understood this too if they're going to actually be effective if they're going to be some people that remain, meaning that their story did not come to an end, they continued, they became eternal beings, an eternal race. It's going to be, Paul understood what Christ was saying there. It's going to be that however well you accept what I have to say is what God is going to measure if he can let you in on that matter. So the more I serve, when PT told me, if that's the only conversation he's had with me, when he says, pass the COD, the more I take that serious, God is measuring my, my adherence to that instruction, my serving of that man. And he's gauging if I can let him in on the secrets of finances, on the secrets of mobilization, on the secrets of the new world. Do you think it's do you think it's strange that the story had to be that Abraham instructed Sarah to serve God to serve the angels feed they had to be an example of service before God can let Abraham in on what he was about to do what was that simply a knowledge he was just going to give him a knowledge that made him more powerful who are they that are considered powerful? Are they not the ones? I keep saying this. I hope you will catch me eventually. They are the people that manipulate time. They dictate time. 
No, do you understand what I'm saying to you? So, the whole people, I don't want to go too many places, but let me just say this quickly. Everyone in Sodom and Gomorrah did not know what time was bringing to them. Immediately, Abraham is made more powerful than Sodom and Gomorrah because he now knows what time is bringing. So he can make adjustments to his life according to what he has been letting on. So, again, practically in our day, PT, God was able to see PT's heart in serving the word and serving a generation. So then God gave him the concept of families. Gave him the concept of trap houses that evolved to EDC. At the time when we started it, we had no clue that the world was going to hit us with COVID. So we were ahead of our times. PT made, the nation family made more powerful. So I was actually thinking earlier that God gave a conversation to Pastor Toby. That there's a work I want you to do in Africa. PT comes back to tell us. Now, in our understanding, it meant that PT had to physically travel to Nigeria for us to see the work being done. What we didn't know was actually what COVID forced us into was what made the work global. Simple. I realized if PT actually went then, I don't think the nation would be esteemed too. They won't really know us. Even, uh, anyway, that's not my place to say. I always pray that the Lord, or that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, go on. May grant you a spirit of wisdom and of revelation that gives you a deep and personal and intimate insight into the true knowledge of him. For we know the Father through the Son. Do you see that, guys? Your revelation is personal. Said to one of your brothers, one of your leaders the other day, the Bible makes it clear where there is no vision, people will cast off restraint. For years we've had that word spoken to us. It had to be the contemplation of that before it dawned in our hearts that we can't just do anything. Because we're now seeing. Honestly, you can do it and we can easily brush it off. But for who you're meant to be, you'll be hurting yourself more than anyone could hurt you. So it's for where we see ourselves going that we restrain ourselves. You remember days, because today I went down memory lane and I, was, I know some people didn't care, but I was, there's nowhere else for me to share it. Nowhere else. I can't be sending messages to myself. And I'm thinking about the days when we spoke about God's prison. The space you have to enter before God announces you to the world. God's prison, the place called obedience. Where you can't just move freely. You will have to encounter Christ there. But let's move on. Back to the scripture that you were reading. Matthew 16, I believe. From verse 17. Go on. Jesus replied, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my Father in heaven. And I tell you that, yeah. you, Go on. that you are Peter. And I tell you that you are Peter, yeah? And on this rock I will build my church, 
and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. Do you remember that? It's, I just want us to carry on reading because I didn't get to the last part. Carry on reading, actually. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. So this is what I was trying to say. God is trying to give us access to a new space. Some of you are, some of us are in positions of, of, of service and there's a new dimension that's in front of you. There's a door that you need to open. You can't stay where you are, even if it was celebrated today. Because tomorrow it now becomes yesterday's work. There's a door, there's a space we need to enter. And this revelation, this conversation that we're having is so that you can actually receive the keys. Because it's not going to be based on if you crowd around me that you have entry. It's going to be based on if you can see, if you're having this revelation. If truly by now, I know that Paul is with me based on the conversation he's having. It's the same. So he looks at us now. The words that we're hearing from Pastor Toby is only so that we can delve deeper into a conversation. I, no, look, I've seen, I've seen my mother, I've seen my dad, my mom and dad, yeah? I've seen my sister, I've seen my friends, people that I grew up with. And, you see, they can never do what we do because everything that happens to their life, in their life, is subject to something unknown. No one can take responsibility or it's somebody else's fault. I can't afford to live like them. Let me explain why I'm saying this. I've been saying this to some people. PT has been on the topic of the life of a man is in his blood. And I said to if you look at, someone looks at Levi and they say Levi is a splitting image of me. I've been saying this to some people, but it's helping me to get to where I'm going. They say he's a splitting image of me. I agree. But you see the thing is, his physical look is only to tell us that there are things that are not visible to our eyes that makes that resemblance. So actually what I'm saying is that if physically we can say we look like our parents, we look like them much more internally. But it's the internal things that makes the things we see. So you know why I have to harshly address this thing of oh, we don't know why this thing is happening you can say it's a computer the problem is i can also give examples of people who don't fail as much as you in this area but you have so much access do you know what my issue is if i accept not knowing the things in my life if i accept that there's something else controlling my life like what the african church cashes out on that there's a witch in your family they tell you that there's something beyond your control leading your life. You, you see what they became. You accepting that idea is leading you into it. That I don't know why this is happening to me. It's bullcrap. I've decided 
When PT says he, ha- do you remember as little as if he has a dream that's not acceptable? Do you remember what he said he used to do? He goes back to the word. He checks his love life against the word. So something can't just enter his space. If I see a stranger in this house, I can't say, I don't know how they got in here. Either my door was left open or our security is weak. Something can't just appear in here. That's the way we have to think because if we call ourselves the wealth family, not because Pastor Obi was thinking of a nice name, but that I record, I had an epiphany moment when PT said to us that when I gave you COD, I gave you wealth. I then know that, look, there's a certain way that we must be given. We must be thought, we must think. Like PT was saying, the way we process things must change. We are people that are totally in possession of our souls. Things don't just happen to us. I want you to understand the power of the revelation you're having. Still going where we're going. That a Peter did not think. Look, Peter and the rest of the disciples. I don't think Peter stood up on the day of Pentecost and had in mind let me speak to win 3,000 people. He just did what came natural to him. He just did what was impressed in his heart. And he bore results that can be credited as unnatural in his time. What I'm trying to say is that the things that will make you will will not be unnatural to you. It will only be considered unnatural to the people not in this conversation. But that's based on his conviction and revelation. He's not in his hard work. He tried to catch at first. He toiled all night and he did not catch. Christ says, I'll make you fishers, a fisher of men. When he caught that people, when he caught the 3,000, it was effortless. All he was doing was what came to him. Now in this modern day, it's not hard for people. A, a footballer could have trained, 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 practiced a certain skill, and he performs it in the World Cup. And in less than 24 hours or 48 hours, whichever is correct, he gains 4 million followers. Because of the kind of world we live in, that's no longer unnatural. You see what's happening in the nation family though? That's unnatural. You don't see it. Ever. Tell me where you see it. People coming together like this. It's not normal. So I want us to think about all that I've been campaigning now is that revelation, that conviction you get. I said to you last week and I repeat today that Christ kept building on that revelation. He says, upon this rock, I will build. Since we came in 2016 or 2015 or whenever you did come, what happened was since then, PT built on the revelation. You see the times when we say, oh, this time last year you spoke this. It was just him building. The, the spirit, the eternal spirit was building on the revelation being offered to the house, delivered to the house. Because the size of our results is based on the size of our revelation. 
So now let's go into this scripture. Why did Paul, how can Paul get to a place where he now says, whoever is found in Christ is a new creation? You know, that scripture is only, you know, the Bible is almost said in a poetic way. You can say it because it sounds good. It's like, ye are gods. It sounds good now. But I want you to remember that that was actually the language of normal people. These people understood what they were saying. So what we want to do is understand. Now, how do we understand these things if their bodies are not here anymore? For example, if Pastor Obi sends a text to somebody, a WhatsApp to somebody, even if you don't understand it, you can still find, you can still come to me to get the understanding of what it was I sent to you. But how do we get the true understanding of what Paul was saying when his body's gone? It's only to tell you that the spirit has to be eternal so that you can go back to get the understanding of it. Now, how do you recognize the eternal spirit? It will carry out the same patterns and it will be fruitful. Because tradition is so close to pattern. It's just that tradition produces no fruit. So, if you look at a PT and you consider his works, his signs, then when he is speaking, we are getting familiar with that eternal spirit to understand why Paul or why the things we saw from any of the other leaders found in scriptures, the other men of God, the other men inspired by the spirit, we can truly understand what was being said there. Second Corinthians chapter 5. Where are you reading from? Verse 11. Start from verse 11 for me, please. Since then, we know what it is to fear the Lord. We try to persuade others. Do you, so let's start here because where we're going is where he says, whoever is um, found in Christ, he is a new creation. But what we want to do is again look into the context of what was said there to further certify and understand what it was PT was saying to us. PT, what we're about to read is only just going to prove further what it is PT is saying to us. But there's a reason why I had to start the way I did. Look at how he starts this conversation. Verse 11 again. Since then, we know what it is to fear the Lord. Yeah. We try to persuade others. So there was a work that started. The first work was the teaching to reverence the Lord. You know, the years of upholding, esteeming the word every time you know the normal church you did not feel like you had to unless you was actually called or was doing something most people didn't feel the need to be as involved in church you know in the nation family you don't actually have a break sunday is done then you have a word on monday or words on monday there's pastor indidi there's pastor sam then you come to Tuesday hoping for a break. Then there's Apostle Obi. And I just remembered that there's Apostle Damien and Apostle Abba. Wednesday comes. Then there's Apostle um, Kevin. 
And if Pastor Obi doesn't care about you, there's a Pastor Obi. Or any of the other leaders. Wednesdays has become our secondary days. Not only me, it's just because you're here so you see it. <laughs> it becomes our secondary days. Thursday, there's a word. And if happens, if chance comes, PT then says there's a word explosion. There's no rest. But you see what that was doing? It was teaching us to not have another option to the word. Because, you know, if you think before you've journeyed, if you were told beforehand that you will be someone given 100k a week, yeah? That's possible, guys, right? That you'll be given 100k a week. Do you know that because you're the son of somebody like Peter, the son of Jonah, you already start to calculate the way to it. And trust me, there is no um, there is no thought, there is no um, conclusion, yeah, that will include being as involved and present in church. For you to do 100k a week, you will need as much time to yourself than the word. Why does, I've noticed, I've told you, every time it's a given week, the word gets very much more intense. We're, the given week is open. The given of our month is open, as you should know. Like people have already started submitting HQ. We're submitting to HQ. Now, why am I saying this? Paul first makes aware that the first teaching, the first, the primary school of a life of exploits was being taught how to fear the Lord, how to reverence him, not to be afraid of him, but how to consider him, how to reverence him and awe. It says, after learning that, after knowing it, he then says, we try to persuade others. What is soul winning? Persuasion. Your mind has become so godlike that you're able, you know, when you speak to people and people's just like, how do you know these things? You have transcended from being a mere mortal to being a God. You're able to tell them their life. You don't need to be spooky and say it's prophecy. Your mind and your thinking is heightened. You're like God, so you see clearly. You remember what PT told us about wisdom? It's a light. You can just pick up things about people without having spent so much time with them. He says we can now persuade people. Keep that in mind. Keep reading for me. What we are is plain to God. And I hope it is also plain to your conscience. We are not trying to commend ourselves to you again. Mm -hmm. But are giving you an opportunity to take pride in us. So that you can answer those who take pride in what is seen rather than in what is in the heart. If we are out of our mind. Can you get this on the screen because I have nowhere to look at this scripture. Verse 13. If we are out of our mind, as some say, it is for God. If we are in our right mind, it is for you. Do you remember this? 
when I spoke to you about um, that it's the love of God that compels us, for the love of God compels us. I said to you that you see the man in love, the man um, of the spirit, which is love. The things they do are considered out of their mind. A normal person, again, listening back to the men's meeting, rightly so, if the world is going to boast finances, a digger D can go and put a picture of money cashed up to his shoulders, right? So they boast on what they keep, what they're keeping. For us, we're out of our mind because our boast in the nation is what you've given. PT says that you should wear that as a badge of honor. And we're just somehow in the midst of doing something that we felt is a self-inflicted pressure because no one is compelling you to do it other than your own conviction. As in, I didn't say pirates go and sow this. You heard a word and that pressure started to press you from within. Do you understand that? Now, that pressure, the holding on to that pressure, the living with that pressure, somehow where we thought it should have made us run out and be on zero, our lives keeps evolving. We live in better houses. Our knowledge, our experiences, our relationships are getting better. You, you, you can actually see yourself growing, I hope, if you're not running around with every person that comes. You can see yourself growing. And I can see it. For me, I'm saying that from the lip, this is not new. From my mom's house, I, I, the one I put into the chat, and I'll send it into the family chat, the one I put in the chat, I'm preaching with someone right on me. I hated the picture because African houses are so messy. It's not coordinated. Like I saw the picture and on the table, under the table, you're seeing bare letters. Like, I'm thinking, what the hell? There's no coordination. But you see, for us, we had a conviction. We fasted, we worshipped, we prayed, we looked silly to all. Not knowing that being the fool of today was only making us the wise of tomorrow. And we just kept doing these things. We were out of our minds. I'm, I'm going somewhere, I need you to think of this. Go on. If we are out of our mind, as some say, it is for God. If we are in our right mind, it is for you. Do you remember that? So if we're out of our mind, whatever we're doing is a service unto God. If everyone can say, oh yeah, I expect that. You're not serving him. Now look at what he goes on to say. For Christ's love compels us because we are convinced that one died for all. So if we want to talk about creation, honestly... When I was here in PT, I couldn't go past the conversation of love. That's where I'm going. I can't go past the creation, uh, the conversation of love when we talk about creation. Why? Because even, I know this is crazy to say, but you're mature. Physical things are given to us so that we can understand heavenly matters. If you want to create a new being... The normal way is that it should have been the, um, the consummation of love, if I'm correct in that. It's love that's meant to bring that to be. 
So actually what I want us to see is when Paul started to say, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. He can say that from the standpoint of love. Because if anyone was to say this, it shouldn't have been Paul. Paul considered Christ as a man that was blasphemous. You remember, Paul was a contemporary to Christ. He lived the days of Christ on earth. But for his standpoint at that point, I hope you get me. His perspective on Christ then, where he was coming from. Paul was the man that boasted that he was a Pharisee of the Pharisees. He was of the tribe of Benjamin. He was a lawyer. He was good at what he did. He was blameless. He says, according to the law, blameless. That's a huge boast. But because his standpoint, his view was from his father's house. Christ, even in all his good, work, good works, he could not know him. So Christ and Christ's death at that point was a just punishment for a man who was spreading lies are you following me so for him to come to this conclusion and submission that whoever is found in christ is actually a new creation don't forget that he was also the man that went on to say for we should not know anyone according to the flesh any longer why can he say all these things now the standpoint of love the position of love there are things I can say to people that if they don't understand love, they will take it as you're embarrassing me. They will take it as you're saying that I'm going to fail. I've been saying for the longest, I don't have the power to, to disgrace an individual. The word comes to me because God knows there's a people that come to me for his word so if i push those people word won't come to me do you understand that word came to abraham because there was a nation that was coming out of him oh, I, I hope you're hearing what i'm saying paul was able to say these things because he himself had been converted please back to the scripture for the love of christ compels us for Christ's love compels us. Yeah. Because we are convinced that one died for all. We are convinced. Love, do you know how long ago PT told us that love is what enables you to see? Love, the love of Christ compels us and now we can be convinced on something. When Christ was roaming the earth with his disciples trying to persuade others... Paul could not be convinced because he had not yet been converted in love. The love was going to be expressed through sacrifice. I'm coming somewhere because all of this, I find this scripture and the scriptures that support this scripture, I see it as still a drive towards soul winning. What is soul winning? Simply the ministry of reconciliation calling people back to what is considered the firstborn i hope you will hear me because you know when we first started church 
we didn't know what we were doing but the spirit was leading us somewhere now some of us can say and it's some some of us can say we're now convinced we're not afraid of what others are afraid of because we are now seeing and look i'm not saying that we have seen it all we're progressively seeing but we've seen enough to be totally convinced please read it for oh is there something you want to read go on verse 14 i really do need the scriptures in front of me though but go on verse 14 in the voice yeah you see the controlling force in our lives is the love of the anointed one and our confession is this one died for all therefore all have died so he says that one has died for all and because one has died all has died but it doesn't end there because he resurrected so uh, please i don't want this to sound mad i want you i'm breaking it down or i'm taking long so that we can get to a conclusion together paul was someone that before saw that the death of christ has been a just punishment and he thought he was serving god it goes as far to stephen and stephen he saw it as he's just being blasphemous too so he was one of the people that supported the stoning of Stephen. But then you look at a poor later. So that's so you see a poor. Paul became the person that says, all I want to know is Christ. And Christ crucified. And I want to know the power of his resurrection. How can, he, how can he have this kind of conversation? What I'm saying to you is that remember that your level of conversation is um how do i say this it's parallel to the results you have in your life so the poor that is looking for christ and christ crucified and the power of his resurrection is not a man without results he is the one that we say took a quarter of the world one man when you look at apostle toby let me put in our day when you look at apostle toby that still makes us stand at the reading of the word that makes everyone um, humbled when the word comes. Do you know it's not normal in churches for the word to be disesteemed? It's not esteemed like this. How can he esteem the word in this manner? PT has every excuse because of his exposure to dumb down on the word. To not do the word anymore. If you get what I mean. He's exposed he's known but the word is still highly esteemed what's parallel to his great success is the kind of revelation he keeps the conversation he has so what i'm trying to show you here is that paul when he could not understand when he had no revelation of christ we saw the results in his life they were not enough to be documented but when he had the conversation that Christ actually is the son of God that he is the visible expression of the invisible God when that conversation was rushing to him and he was now convinced of it did you see parallel to that conversation was his results the taking over of the world I don't know maybe in 20 maybe in years past I didn't fully accept the idea that my life is meant to be lived for others 
maybe I didn't understand it but now because of the rush of word that PT was bringing to us I now understand that I was I was made to die in order to live but you see the more I keep that revelation then I start to see that people that my feet has not yet got to are now aware of me I understand the authority I have financially without going to a job without doing my own business what happened when my conversation started to change everything outside of me started to change that's why you uphold the word person in your life when you look at pastor indidia i'm quoting this because i agree with it when she says that she knows she's going to be powerful a counselor to the most powerful of men it does not start with trying to go to powerful places it comes in the advancing of your revelation the conversation you're having so at first the word man seems like a talker 18 years it was probably like 12 of them pt was just talking until 2016 came and a vault broke open where now the universe is forced to overlay the man of the word gold has to come to him the best of every space has to come to him pt is mingling with kings only to say he's a king of some sort too but what happened we could have as normal men would have thought that he would have had to travel to nigeria to do that but god caused covid to happen to say it's still the word in the word all thrones and dominion dwell if you can journey if you can dig deeper into the word then everything will come to you so i can see people who are not going anywhere but i have to be political i'm being honest with you there's some sisters there's some brothers that i just have to be political of with because they are only helping me get somewhere and those that choose to follow me what is the following of pastor obi the word he's speaking so actually if i'm looking at a poor i'm just going to size him up with the words he's hearing of me because it's not by chance he's in this family i'm just checking how much of this word he's taking in forget how much you like a pastor enrique forget how much you like a pastor indity or a pastor obi are you taking in that word said to pastor enrique i you know pt started to talk about the 12 fountains and he went from each family and he was saying and p ricks asked me what do you think ours is and I said, look, I can boldly say, I don't know. I think I know, but I would say that we're still finding out. But what I did say to him is that I think everything about us is human capital. Um, I said to you a few weeks ago, because it's actually been a contemplation. What is, the, I didn't think of it as fountains. I was thinking, what is our focus? And that's the reason why I've been speaking on souls so much. I'm just thinking about, and I said to you a few weeks ago, I know the kind of loyalty I will have in the world based on the type I have now. I know it. So it's with this I have to practice how I would then relate with them. If I'm messing around here, guess what? There I will mess around. So these words are putting me in a, in a straitjacket that actually allows me to be free. It's teaching me how to respond. It's teaching me how to respond to somebody else's panic. Because, you know, as a pastor before, someone's panic becomes your panic. 
So I don't panic when someone's panicking. I'm checking the principles of the word. Sizing that up. And I said to one of your sisters, for something wild to happen to you, you would have had to step out of what I know of you. That's how I know how to deal with it. I want you to think about this. This is the reason why everything we do, the only reason why we're particular about the pain of the rent of the HQ is because it's not more my house than it is the word space. We do word more than anything here. So if Pastor Obi swears, is swearing in your ear, I'm sorry if that offends people, because of the word, I'm not swearing at you because you personally offended me. I'm swearing, I'm angry, more so because this word is our lifeline. It's what permits the university, when we speak, we're not only, I'm not only speaking to Glody. This word commanded stars, it commanded gold, it commanded land. The land dirt responded to it. Trees grew at the utterance of the word. So as we're speaking, resources are also hearing us. It's coming. So that's why we have to be more particular about our service. Actually, let me say this here. I think monthly we need to start doing physical services. There'll be Tuesdays that we just go to it. I don't care if it's just us, but maybe we just need to put more effort in our service of creating church. Because when you ask for the fountain, I realize we're nothing more than the church. Our resources is human capital. I said to P. Ricks in that word, and I said to a few others that Abraham was a able to obey and go the bible says he obeyed and went he obeyed and went even though he did not know where he was going so it's fine if we cannot totally articulate where it is we're going it's just that do we have the witness in our heart that says go if we do then let's go conversations this revelation that we're having is pushing us somewhere i'm actually begging us to uphold this after this you know when we delivered the word i want you to understand once we delivered the word yeah it's too late meaning that the world and the the dirt the water the air can no longer refuse it we've delivered it it has to respond do you understand so after that we can play and all we're doing is that we're playing and we're maintaining a position so that it can find us but let me not go into all of that the conversation we're having is what is parallel to our results so when you don't see results happening for me the first thing that god is working on me before resources needs to come is can your word inspire people to stay and follow you if that's doing that's the thing that is going on first then resources and all of these things will happen they will come where were we read where we were again verse 14 for christ's love compels us because we are convinced that one died for all you're not able to get the scripture right okay cool norris go on and therefore all died and he died for all that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. Verse 16. Did you see that? Please repeat it again. The last part. And he died for all. And he died for all. Yeah. That those who live should no longer live for themselves, 
But for him who died for them and was raised again. So you see the thing that Christ did. Christ's sacrifice was the conversation of love. Even the disciples had not yet known love. They were called to witness the conversation of love. They were called to witness because Christ knew that if he's going to die and go back to the Father, he needed witnesses to go and carry out this same conversation, this same witness to others. So actually the conversation of love was the death of Christ. The continuity or the, the ability for love to live was his resurrection. Why am I saying that? He now says that he died. Please read that last verse. Again, it's difficult because I can't see it. But go on. And he died for all. And he died for all. Yeah. That those who live should no longer live for themselves. So he died. He's had the conversation of love. And he says that, you see what I've done? It saved you. But now you owe a generation. So I actually made a note because word is words to me. So I was listening to Pastor Paul's preaching and I was taking notes and I wanted to say this. You know, it's our given moment. We don't give because now we think we're going to get a result out of it. We can't have more results than what's predestined. So my giving can't manipulate what God has already prearranged. I've now grown to understand that my giving is in support of what God is doing. And that allows me access to what God has predestined. But do you know what I, I took a note of? Is Look, we have to give. We set our targets. If we say as a family we're going to do 50 bags of rice, it's what we're going to have to do. If someone is crushed for it, they're crushed for it. Because it's not about you. It's Are we still showing that we support something? But you know what's interesting to me? I said that it's also not about money alone. Because then someone will think if they have a lot of money, yeah, that they're giving. I think I gave an example the other day and none of these people are bad, but I had to just use them as an example to get to something. Someone can give a lot out of nothing and someone can give a lot out of a lot. Doesn't mean that they're giving. I think I said that the reason why one of your brothers can have a growing finances it's like it doesn't matter it could have been this then that but consistently they're giving at a certain capacities because they don't have a life they've never come to me and say oh sir am I, can i now get a car or can i get clothes they've never like he rightly said it's an entrustment wealth is an entrustment if when we get into the political world we will have to have billions at least because that's the money of politics but is given to people that can support that agenda now if others don't have the ability to keep being replenished like that is because if they have a lot if they have a they have a product they have something that they feel they can sell to the world and they can have finances from it the problem is because they think they have something they're afraid to lose it so it's difficult for them to do the giving of all because by logic you can't do this Uh, these things are hard to say because I'm not, anyway, uh, let me not do disclaimer. So I actually wrote down, it's not just the money. It's not 
um, how much alone? Of course, it's we're sizing our growth, yes. Um, I'm thinking of the nicest way to say this. Let me just keep it as it's just your response and your responsibility to the work. You're responding, telling me how responsible you are of the work. Do you see the work as yours? Well, let me leave past that. I'll speak about that tomorrow, maybe, in houses. Go on. And he died for all, that those who live should no longer live for themselves. So, actually, what I wrote down here was, it's not just money. It's that you owe the world your development. I look at, you know, I actually look at my biological sister. And I think she has no chance. Someone say you don't care. It's not that I don't care. It's just that there's something more pressing. She has no chance. We've seen people drop off, fall off, because the intensity of the eliteness of this nation is far beyond what they can handle. But do you know that God is so loving that your sacrifice or his son's sacrifice puts a debt on you for the world? I owe the world my development. In my development, I will create an accommodation for them so that they do not perish. Carry on reading. Go on. So from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. So because of the love that now drives poor, he says, from now on, we no longer view anybody according to the flesh. Go on. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. He's actually speaking of himself. He said that we used to regard Christ according to the flesh. He was considering him without a conversation of God. He read books like you saw, you showed us. He read the books of law, but there was no conversation from the Father to him. So he could not know Christ. And you see, the problem is you will mistreat the things that you should have held diligently, closely, if you don't understand it. You will abuse somebody if you don't love them. Do you understand that? You will dismiss somebody if you don't love them. If you love them, you see Abisola, irregardless of what she's showing today, you will not consider her based on what she's showing today, but based on what love showed you. Love now, showing you what Abisola should be, can then be firm. But it's firm according to what she should be. So Paul actually says, this was my downfall. I, I've seen it. Great leaders is documented both their wins and, and failures so that people can imitate it. PT can tell us, don't do this because he knows it. Carry on reading. I'm just being careful with the stuff I'm saying. Go on. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. Yeah. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. All this is from God. All this is from God. 
for this to happen is from God. It's a conversation that God brought. So, you know, sacrifice, the sacrifice of Christ enabled Paul, Paul's perspective to change. In other words, love was the catalyst of change for Paul. So, you know what I realized? The demand of the word forces us, like you said, um, Pastor Athol. He says that if we go and win souls, it's only telling us who we now need to die for. Because the conversation is not your talk. It's your deed. So the demand of we need 500 people in a service makes you go, look, it's also not a coincidence the kind of people you come across. I think it's amazing that a pastor Michael somehow knows a pastor Francis. Somehow, like we would say in the show manifest, it's all connected. Somehow he will honor our invitation in youth revival. And it's only right because we love God for him to say, oh, since I honored your invitation, honor mine. We come not knowing that this was going to be our home. So what I'm saying is that, but you see what happens when word or the, or the target of word made me reach out to people to truly win them, to have their perspective change, is your deeds of love. There's no greater love than this than for a man to lay down his life for his friends. So you're trying to make friends. You show love. You show your sacrifice. You become nothing having known who you are that ye are gods that gods can die but it's a transition it's a conversion really you become gods you lay down your life for people then the power of that sacrifice enables a poor who was so blind to see you create an apostle out of a persecutor you create a next world leader out of someone that was so you see the problem is i realize the difficulty we have and this is why we must mature as the family that is to birth the system of true mobilization it's not just an 11 11 13th of november event we now need to find some kind of system structure discipline on following through with some of these souls putting them in a space where they can see our sacrifice because that conversation is a catalyst of change that love is what converts a person from darkness to light i'm going to show you a scripture colossians 1 15 we'll go in in a moment i'm getting ready to wrap up finish that scripture read that scripture for me again therefore if anyone is in christ the new creation has come the old has gone so you know when you hear this this is the reason why we have to be so hard on ourselves because like pt said to us he reminded us he quoted this word for word on sunday how do we know who is in christ and he asked us do we remember and he said creation the flyer showed all these things it showed the the beauty world it showed the law world it showed the finance world do you not have you not are you not attentive enough to know that love produced all these things love first for our nation 
That's God, the vision. And then love for people is what's forced us to do what we shouldn't even be able to do. If a pastor Razim now says, I'm going to do proficiency, it's because he heard the word proficient men. Word put a demand on him. Everyone else heard it, but he heard that. Now love is what makes him go through his corrections because it's not about him really. It's the fact that he has to get it right because of the tribe that's in him. The reason for harsh words sometimes, the cutting down to shape, is because of the generation, the people that's coming out of you. So I've said to P. Ricks, what's the future of this family? I can only use the limit, limited words of knowledge I now have in saying that we are meant to produce way more, more families. A Pastor Enrique should become a family head. Whatever that looks like here. A Glody should become a family head. Why, if we promote that, what we're trusting, what we're pushing is that this agenda gets further and further. It spreads. The influence, and that's not going to then say, oh, I belittle where I come out from. It's not the case. We all recognize that everyone has to be strong there's some things i'll say about the houses tomorrow why would i say those things it's only to promote the strength of everybody because no matter how hard pastor obi tries there's a tribe that only chrissy can get but if i can shape chrissy then i get her tribe do you understand that but again are you hearing what the things i'm saying to you these conversations that shapes us it's in the focus of this conversation and having circumstances that comes to us that forces a level of conversation that makes us have greater results that are parallel to our conversations he says to us keep reading go on all this is from god who reconciled us to himself through christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. Do you see that? He gave us the ministry of reconciliation. All of this. So the moment we stared love in the face. I looked at PT and he showed me. I didn't have to live with him. But he showed me love. And love changed my perspective on people. Not just people. It changed my perspective on what I'm going through so not having a house was not a problem it was a necessary process perspective had changed because of love that i've encountered it allowed us to see people see our situations differently and all of this was so that now we can be employed recruited into the work of reconciliation carry on reading and then we go to our last scripture that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, mm. not counting people's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. Let's stop there. We'll talk about that one. Colossians chapter 1. Um, read from verse 13 or so, or 12. And giving joyful thanks to what the verse is this? Verse 12. Go on. And giving joyful thanks to the Father who has qualified We're you. We're gonna worship in a moment. Why are we worshiping? Why do we do these things that we do? For, for us, it's what we've seen work for us. 
and it's what has been instructed PT said to us that it doesn't matter if the whole family laughs at you doing night vigils you have to remember that the father blesses but his blessings are instructions to tribes imagine if the tribe of Judah said the instruction that came to me is not as nice as the one to Asher so I'm going to despise mine no, if you're going to be an authority, it's going to be the way you uphold yours. So when we worship, it's to give a little more moment for this word to digest. It's for us to check the contents of our hearts because, look, the things that we're doing, we're not doing it because we're bad people. Don't get me wrong. When I correct someone, it's not to say you're a bad person, but the issue is what is the obstacle that is sabotaging you is so much you do you understand that the only thing stopping me going is who i am so the word i have to be taken to like a theater like pt said and the word has to be like a sharp sword it has to pierce me it has to rectify the problem if not you don't understand the correction coming to you is the saving of a generation but if you can't see it like that, you cower back into your selfish mode and it's all about you again. So I want us to look at this scripture. Again, you will read them from what verse? 12, sir. 12. If you can get on the screen now, that'll help. From verse 12, go on. And giving joyful thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of his holy people in the kingdom of light. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness. And Sorry, you're going to read this part quick from verse 9 actually. For this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you. We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all the wisdom and understanding that the Spirit you gives. You see what leads to where we're going is still, I need an Ade to understand this work. She can be around. I get feedback, she's doing well, but I'm just thinking time will tell if she's convicted by the word behind or it's just the person. And I trust that she gets it, as with all of us. But that's how we measure, really. That's what we've learned over the years when we've been so hyped on somebody. We have to give it time and see what is Sharon being led by really now? Everything I've introduced to her is the word. I've not given her anything else. That's the only way we guarantee that you or I am not a modern version of my parent. Carry on reading. So he prays the wisdom, the understanding, the knowledge that only the spirit can give, only the father can give. Go on. So that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might, so that you may have great endurance and patience, and giving joyful thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of his holy people in the kingdom of light. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness, and brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves in whom we have redemption the forgiveness of sins that's the conversion the kingdom of darkness into the 
kingdom of his love, his son. That's the conversion. Now, once you have been, then these things follow. Read from verse 15. The son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in him, all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. I feel I'll just stop here. There's other scriptures I wanted us to go to, but I think I've spoken a lot and there's much for us to already digest. So I'll hold off with this scripture. But what did I want to show you? Another translation says the sun is the visible image. The visible expression. In him, all of these things lie. Thrones, dominions, powers. They are, the sun embodies that. Now what does that mean for us? The man that was able to say, for whoever is found in Christ is a new creation, was the same one that wrote this. He understood that before his conversion, like I said to you, Christ was only a man being punished and punished justly for what he's doing. But after his conversion, he had been moved into the kingdom of love the kingdom of light where love dominates where the only light is love the spirit of love when he entered that space he then was able to understand the sun you see the fact that what i want to end on the sun is the visible image of the invisible god we've tackled this before we've heard this before but what i'm saying is that the sun embodies all that the father has said you know i said to you before how pt had spoken about the life center what are you doing sir is she not going to read for me the the sun embodies so actually look what i'm trying to say because you see this scripture it has caused um much um, controversy yeah it's caused a lot of problems to say that Christ is the firstborn over all creation people say is he created or not I'll leave that for I wanted to go into that but I'll leave that for another day what he's actually showing here is that love made him understand the man that he despised as having the preeminence of rank he stood above before everything but you see, he's also a firstborn, meaning that people of his kind comes, follows after him. Now, in the people that adopt the image called son, they embody worlds. I have to leave it like this tonight. The son is the visible expression. So there was years ago when PT was talking about the life center. It is not PT to do it. It's his sons to embody it evolution therefore becomes the revelation of the things that were in you so if we say someone is growing to be a financial authority he was always 
because in the son all thrones and dominions powers dwell in him he is the firstborn the the preferred so the nature of son in you Ethel, is preferred before any business you can bring but it's important the more we empower the nature of godliness in you in each and every one of us then the creation that's within us becomes more apparent do you understand what I'm saying so the more we became a son there were things in us like COD that came out there were things like wealth family that came out life family and all the other families the businesses the communities the social enterprises these things will come out because actually the son the visible image he embodies all that the father has been saying but how did Paul how did he see this love allowed him to see it with this love now he can see he can be deliberate and intentional so scriptures i wanted us to revisit were scriptures like the genesis 12 why you had to leave your father's house but god would not tell abraham or abraham to leave his father's house without telling him what should come out of him he said that there will be nations that will come out of you nations are not just people they are industries the music world is a nation so abraham was sold like you should be sold with what it could come out of you what god what the word is saying so the life center the businesses all of these things that pt has been saying over the words that i'm saying that the leaders are saying they are in you you are the visible expression of what i'm trying to say so i realized preaching was not given to the one with the learned tongue the one that can speak speaking is beyond the realm of talking the expression is in the children so wisdom is known by its children i thought wisdom should be known by its talk it's known by its children i have to leave it like this tonight what i'm saying in short is with all the conversations the revelations we're having it will naturally produce a life for us but what we're also understanding is we can only sometimes we can allow Paul to talk to us as if we're his servants but we're not we're co-laborers so what I had to do tonight is make us understand from the perspective of Paul because we're doing what he had to do in his time in our time and if we can allow love to be seen if we can keep sacrificing if we can keep promoting these deeds what will happen worlds will come out imagine what is going to come out over Ramses if I can keep showing him love, if I can keep showing him the fear of this word, if we can keep showing this, he doesn't even know yet, but he's sold because the word tells him that in you, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. Let me just end it here. Let's spend some time to worship together. Those of you in the studio with me.